Hello and welcome to episode number seven of Getting Old is Optional with me, Dr. G. Episode number seven. Lucky number seven, which I don't know. Where, you know what? I don't know where that came from, that seven is a lucky number. I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot off the lookout. But anyway, that's a total... Total sidebar. So, okay. So, uh, episode number seven. So, just a little bit of housekeeping stuff here. Um, you know, please follow, rate, and review this podcast. We're now available on Apple, Amazon, and YouTube podcasts. So, follow, rate, and review. Follow, rating, and reviewing uh, it helps to increase the exposure and the reach of this uh, of this great stuff, right? And also, please share. This episode and all episodes week to week with your friends, your family members, kind of join in this movement and spread this good word, this good messaging uh, to as many people as possible because a lot of people need it. Right? A lot of people are kind of still buying into that old, I'm just getting old, must be just getting old, don't get old, as if there was, well, I mean, the alternative is is not better, right? But uh, listen, getting old, optional, chronological passing of time. We age from the moment we are born. Every day that passes, our chronological age increases. It's a fact of life. We can't avoid it. But getting old, that's optional. Getting old is a state of mind. It's an approach towards living and an approach towards how we treat and how we care for and respect our bodies. All right? So go ahead and share this this uh, this episode and all episodes with your friends, your family members. Again, even with people you don't like. You'll be their hero. You will be... It'll feel great, and you will be their hero for life. Mark my words. All right, so let's dive into today's episode. Today's episode is about energy, and it's how energy is created. Now, the key word in that title is created. And if and, and I guess if there was anything that I'd want you to take from this episode above anything else, the main overriding message the main thing I'd want you to take above anything else from this episode, if you remember one thing, I want you to remember this. We will never conserve our way to more energy. It's not how we're wired as human beings. As human beings, the way that we are wired from a physiology standpoint, from a neuromusculoskeletal standpoint, energy must be created. Now listen, 100% consistent patterns of rest and relaxation. Let's kind of like touch on that, right? Consistent patterns of rest and relaxation. Yes, absolutely. 100% one of the foundations of a long, healthy life, right? In terms of keeping the three Ds, disease, disability, early death, in terms of keeping the three Ds at bay, consistent patterns of rest and relaxation are a must. It's one of the foundations of that, right? And they're really, there are kind of two key terms, right? And, and this is, right? And, and there is going to be, I'm planning a future episode on, on this and this alone, so we're not going to get too much into the weeds on this, but right, from a rest and relaxation standpoint, consistent patterns of sleep, which is going to be a future episode for sure. And then the second key time for rest and relaxation is what's called non-sleep deep rest. There is a ton of data behind 10 to 20, maybe 30 minutes each and every day, strategically placed somewhere in the middle of our day for what's called non-sleep deep rest. Time when we're just either lying down 
suggested to be lying down or sitting comfortably, sitting in a in some kind of a position where you can 10, maybe 20, maybe 30 minutes engage in what's called non-sleep deep rest. That means you're not really sleeping, but your phones are off. You're, you're, you've kind of disconnected from all other outside stimuli, TVs off, maybe some relaxing music playing like Alpha Waves or um, or some kind of relaxing classical music, you know, something like that. Like that That's fine. But ideally in a darker setting, but setting a nice relaxing mood where you're just laying down, you're disconnecting, eyes closed and in a relaxed position. So it's it's non-sleep, but you're in that kind of putting your 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 brain, your nervous system, your physiology in a state of kind of disconnecting in a state of rest and relaxation. Okay. So really, and again, this is gonna be a totally separate episode. I kind of went into that a little bit more than I that I probably had wanted to or intended to, but I, I felt as though, you know, explaining that non-sleep deep rest is gonna be very important, right? So rest and relaxation sleep, consistent patterns of sleep, and on a daily basis, non-sleep deep reps, okay? Those are absolutely 100%. What I'm talking about here, when I say is you will never conserve our way to more energy, it's not how we're wired. Energy must be created. If you are constantly, consistently feeling sluggish, run down, just flat out tired, like struggling physically, mentally with, Fatigue, energy must be created. So what I'm talking about here is if your general, consistent, persistent way of living is sedentary, right? The traditional right couch potato. <laughs> if your lifestyle consists of just general, consistent, persistent a way of living being sedentary, that's what I'm talking about here. You will never conserve, you, you'll never rest your way to more energy. Energy must be created. And here's the deal. If you notice, right, the more we sit around, the more we sit around. The less we do, the less we do. The more we do, the more we do. Even if that more for you in terms of energy expenditure is just a little bit. Because a little bit of something from a, from a movement standpoint, a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. And even little bits of doing and moving and taking action, even just a little bit more, that builds what I call big mo. Big mo is momentum, right? So even just a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing, but getting moving, taking some kind of action, taking some kind of positive steps, even if they're little itty bitty, that's how big mo momentum starts. Okay. So that's kind of like a little bit of the headspace around this, how energy is created. Okay. Keyword created. Right. So that's a little bit of the headspace stuff and kind of the mindset, right. And, and, and helping to shift in a little bit of thinking as it pertains to get have, having and enjoying more energy on a daily basis in your life. Okay, so now, there are two, in terms of like the how piece of creating, of how energy is created, there are two. Listen, fundamentals. Let's talk fundamentals first. There are two key foundational, fundamental energy creators. If you are somebody who is struggling with physical and mental energy on a day-to-day -day basis, and you're just constantly feeling run down, tired, out of it, checking out, 
you know, two or three o'clock comes around and you're either, you know, you're, you're, you're nodding off or you've mastered the art of the eyes wide open nap, right? Get these two things down first. These are the foundational energy creators that always have created energy. They're creating energy right now and they are going to create energy for you in the future. Number one, kind of alluded to it a little bit in the first fortune, the number one energy creator is movement. And start small, but start. And listen, if you're somebody who's like, listen, I'm so run down, Dr. G, I'm not doing anything. Well, really, I, well, actually, that's kind of the easiest place to start from. I got great news for you. If you're not doing anything from a movement standpoint right now, that's easy. Get up and walk around your house or your office for a couple of minutes. Walk to the end of your driveway and back. Walk to the end of the block and back. Take a walk around the block. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? So move. Start small if you have to, but start. So the number one energy creator is movement, right? From a, from a, um, again, it's how we're wired, man. From a neuromusculoskeletal standpoint, a physiology standpoint, again, you're not going to rest in, in our, our way to more energy. If you're struggling with energy, I have a client tell me, hey, listen, I just feel running. Okay, this is what I want you to do. First, I want you to stand up and just go walk around and move for a little bit. Now, in the beginning, that might not feel very good, you know, if, if you're not doing anything. But over time, again, Right, start small, a little bit of something better than a whole lot of nothing, and build that big mo momentum. All right, so the number one energy creator is movement. That's how we're wired. That's our how our physiology works. The second energy creator is what we is what we take in from a nutritional standpoint. And what I'm really talking about here is the difference between taking in real food versus fake food. Right, because here's the deal: the vast majority of what is called food. And the vast majority of what is being consumed as food is not food at all. They're food-like substances, fake, manufactured, processed, basic, really poison, right? Much of what is consumed and sold or marketed to marketed and sold to us as food is not food at all. They are food-like substances that bring little to absolutely zero nutritional value to our bodies from a health and an energy standpoint. So, right. So, 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 right. So like zero nutritional value, AKA zero fuel, zero energy. Cause food is basic fundamental. Fundamentally food is fuel. And again, based on our anatomy and physiology, there are things that we can take in that could provide us with energy and fuel or rob us of energy and fuel fake processed foods they, they they're you know that's th th that's one of the major culprits of robbing our natural energy so this is a general rule of thumb become an obnoxious label reader whatever you buy look at the label read the ingredients general rule of thumb this is what fake food looks like long list of ingredients stuff on that ingredient list that you may have never even heard of or have trouble pronouncing. Stuff that sounds like it was created in a laboratory, because it was, bad. Long list, stuff you've never heard of or can't pronounce, bad, fake, 
processed, manufactured, food-like substance, not real food, zero nutritional value, aka zero fuel or energy provided from your body. And actually not just a net zero, you actually get your body in an energy deficient situation because if you're ingesting something that's foreign and toxic and it's fake to the human body based upon our anatomy and physiology, your body doesn't know what to do with it. It can't just not use it. It also has to deal with that foreign toxic whatever it is and handle that. So to speak, right? You pick it up on a million down. I don't want to get too much in the weeds and the physiology of what our, that may be another episode of what our bodies will do. Typically when our body's taking stuff that's foreign and toxic, it, it, it gets, it, typically those foreign toxic fakes things that are found in fake food are stored in our bodies in unhealthy places and in unhealthy ways. It could be the lining of the arteries of your heart. A lot of times, toxic stuff gets stored inside fat cells, right? Pick it up and lay down. So that is major no bueno. On the other hand, real food, real whole food, real whole food. All right. What does real whole food look like? Well, I don't know. Right. So pick up a, I don't know, pick up a banana, strawberries or chicken, or avocado. Wait, read that ingredient label. What's that going to say? The only ingredient in strawberries, in a strawberry is strawberry. Avocado, ingredient list, avocado. Chicken, chicken. You picking up what I'm laying down, right? Real whole food is food that it's in its real, natural, whole form. You make the vast majority of your nutritional intake real whole food, Man, that, that's literally one shift. That one shift will change your life forever. Your body will thank you for it, and you will have tremendous amount of energy, vitality, health, cosmetic changes, right? All those kind of great things. So one of the things I would suggest, and I, I, I instruct my clients to do this is, right, Two to three weeks, write down a food journal. And you have to write it to serving sizes and ounces and all accounting, right? You know, just write down what you're taking in. Everything. Everything. Just jot down a list of everything that you take in. And then after the two to three weeks, kind of take a look and take an inventory. What percent am I, what's the ratio for me between real and fake food? Right? Is it 50-50? Is it 70% fake, 30% real? Like, really, like. This could be a very eye-opening little project for you. Two to three weeks for a journal. Just write down everything you consume. And then take a look at the end of each week and then at the end of the two to three weeks, what's the ratio? What's the percentage of real versus fake food? Now, a good starting point is this. Look to push that needle of increasing your real food. Right now, just push it 10%. Shift that ratio into increasing your real food intake versus fake food intake, even for right now, man, 10%. Because a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. And I'm going to throw another little saying at you that I, I beat this drum with my clients over and over, and I beat it for a reason, and I'm going to mention it to you here. Just move that needle 10%. 
because little hinges swing big doors when it comes to self-care habits, rituals, and routines. Little hinges swing big doors. So right now, just focus on pushing that needle in the positive by 10%. Even just 10%, you will notice a difference. Get that down. Whether it takes a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it is, fine. Then push it another 10%. Right? Or, man, <laughs> the dots are connecting. You're firing on all cylinders. Pretty, you know, you're, you're getting it down. Maybe push that percentage 20%. Are you ready to pick it up when I'm laying down? But just, right? Little hinges, big doors, start small. Push that needle a little, and even moving that needle a little bit, you are going to notice, <laughs> you're going to be very happy with the difference that you notice in how you feel, your body, your health, your energy, mojo, all that good sexy stuff, right? Okay. All right. So in closing here, what's the one thing? <laughs> There's a lot of things in this one, right? But what's the one thing? That you can that you're gonna take from this episode and put it into action in your life. Little hinges swing big doors. Okay. So listen, I want to remind you, share this episode with your friends and your family members. Again, follow, rate, and review. Let's uh that'll I, I greatly appreciate that. I'll help to push the exposure of this podcast and help spread this, this uh this good messaging, this good stuff to as many people as possible. Okay. And also. In the description of this episode, you'll find my email address. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching programs, uh, working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, and I also offer corporate wellness workshops. So if you're somebody who has any interest in one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities with me, or if you're human resource director, benefits coordinator, or somebody who's in a a decision, uh, a decision-making position with regards to any corporate work, corporate wellness workshops where you work. Um, I also uh, offer those kind of services as well. So, if you uh, would like to open up the dialogue with regards to any of the either one of those services, find my email in the description. Shoot me an email, and uh, you know we'll hop on a call and uh, we'll we'll arrange a time to talk one-on-one -on -one and and see if it's a mutual fit here. All right, okay, folks. Look forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, adios, muchachos.